Hello and welcome back to an episode and today I have another special guest. Would you please introduce yourself? Yes, hello. My name is Alexandra Tretikova or people can call me Alex to make things easier for everyone. Um, so can you explain a bit what you do? Sure. Um, I live in Hertfordshire, uh, in St Albans, and uh, since the beginning of the Ukrainian-Russian war, I've been uh, heavily involved into the support of the Ukrainian refugees community here in St Albans, in Hertfordshire in general. So I'm working with people who were, had to flee the war and found safe place to stay here with us, and we need to help them and their children to navigate the British life, which is not easy, as you know. Yeah, so I'm sure this is a lot of information for everyone to process because it's it's something that everyone's heard of before on the news, from their friends, that this is happening, but I'm sure they've never really met someone who is actually aiding people from there. So how how does it feel to be in those shoes that everyone admires? Well, you know what? Um, I'm half Ukrainian, half Russian by origin, so it's really heartbreaking experience for me because it's like my left hand is actually fighting my right hand, and my mom is fighting my dad, or the other way around. So it's a war which is going straight from my heart. But my heart is now with people who need support and help. Imagine you're a lawyer, maybe notary or maybe an engineer or maybe a school teacher or even a university lecturer and you live in Ukraine and you go on holidays to the seaside and you've got your kids uh, trying to uh, do well at school and learn how to play violin or how to play football and then suddenly the war ends it all and you need to go somewhere where it's safe and then you end up in a foreign country that you don't speak the language of and you don't understand how things work there and you don't understand um, how to navigate around the city or you don't understand how to go and do your grocery shopping because this is not your country this is not what you're used to and actually you know you never plan to go away you were happy in the place you were so i'm trying to put my sh- myself in the shoes of these people who suddenly had their life cancelled in a space over several days and had to restart it all over again in a new country. Maybe temporarily, but still they have to rebuild their lives. My mission is really to help them through this journey, just to to hold their hands and help them to understand how to navigate the city, how to navigate this life, how to speak with the locals, how to understand the British accents, how to even understand what the Brits mean, because we all know that it's sometimes very challenging. Yeah. So um, the question that came into my mind is, like, what do you do to help? Do you, like, um, help them find a home? Or do you bring them to a centre where they're provided? So what sort of things do you do to help them? Well, thankfully, we've got uh, some sort of government in this country. And before it all became chaos, uh, the program which is called uh, Homes for Ukraine was launched in March this year when uh, people who had spare rooms in their houses could offer this room or two or three to the Ukrainian refugees. So most of the people from Ukraine who come to the UK, they come under this uh, Home for Ukraine 
scheme, which means they already stay with someone in somebody's home. So they've got a roof on their heads. They also have some payments, which are made by the government, which is fantastic. They have access to the NHS. They have access to the educational system for their children. So, but they, what we, they don't have, they don't have the knowledge of the English language. And this is where I'm helping and running English language classes. A beginner level, elementary level, and a pre-intermediate level for the people who need to improve their language skills. And also, I'm helping the ones who need to understand anything, any practical things, like where do I buy this? How do I go about it? What does it mean? School dinner, uh, does do school dinners happen in the evening? No, 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 school dinners actually mean school lunch. This is British English, you know. So I need to I need to help people even with very simple queries that we, we take for granted here. But when you come from abroad, you probably don't understand. So I'm sort of an informational hub for people uh, who speak Russian or Ukrainian. And I spoke, I speak both languages so I can help them and translate some bits and pieces and just to help them to, you know, settle, settle in and, and, and feel welcome here. So do you like speak to them one on one? Do you speak? You know what? We've got WhatsApp and we've got Facebook, which is, you know, out of date for younger generation, but still works for us all this. Then we've got Telegram. And then, of course, we've got um, offline in-person meetings. So we do meet um, once a week. We, we do chat about, you know, different things. And also, I meet all these people at my English classes and they ask me questions if they have any. So, yeah, it's a combination of tech and in-person meetings. So it works somehow. So I'm sure you've spoken to so many people. What did they say was the toughest thing to overcome? Well, the toughest thing to overcome, I guess, there are two things, basically. First of all, most of the people who came to the UK from Ukraine are women with their children, and they left their brothers, their fathers, their husbands, their loved ones behind. They're fighting there. And every day they're looking for the news to see if they're still alive. They also left their parents who don't want to move, and they're probably spending their time in the basements waiting for the uh, air attack to be over. So the thing they've got to live with is just to know that everything is all right with the people they left behind back home. And the second thing, which is very tough for people, is not to know when they can go back. They really want to go back. They've got a country of their own. They've got these cities. They've got these villages. They've got their homes there. They don't want to stay here, but they don't. They can't plan. They don't know when they can come back. And this is the toughest thing. Then you don't know how long you have to be here, for how long you've got to survive, for how long you've got to to be uh, with the people you never planned to be with. So this is something which is very tough for most of the people who came from Ukraine. So this is, the sounds really tough for them, to be honest, worse than I expected, because, I mean, it was obvious, but when you sound it, because you know there are, like, the people firsthand. So how how do you feel meeting these people? Does it make you emotional? Or are you so used to having so many stories that all you can do is help them? Well, it depends. I've got some days when I can laugh with them and we have a lot of fun. We go and explore local pubs and I explain the pub culture and then we laugh all together and we just, you know, enjoy our time together. But there are times when we learn that one of the uh, brothers or fathers of the families who live with us has been killed in the front. And then we cry together and went away in pieces. 
it depends. It's a real war going out there. It's a real tragedy. It's not something on TV. It's not a show. So sometimes you are feeling very bad about it, but we all want this to be over. And we try to support each other. And this is as much as we can do just to support each other, just to help each other to get through it and to, you know, to wait for better times to come. So I I just thought of a question which has been on my mind for a while. So I know that loads of countries have been aiding refugees to get out the country, but are they like transported by aeroplane or by ship or does it depend? It does depend, but to be honest, first of all, do you know that Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, is closer to London than Athens, the capital of Greece? Did you know that? No, I didn't. Okay, I'll tell you something. It's true. So if you want to travel to Athens, it will take you more miles to get there than to get to Kiev. Everybody thinks Kiev is a far away land, but it's not. It's actually closer than some of the European capitals. It's not that far away. So I've got quite a lot of people who stay with us here in the UK who came with their own cars because, you know, guess what? They've got exactly the same cars. Well, a slightly different side of the road, of course, and maybe the steering wheel position, but they, they, they can drive up to here. That's one of the options. Or I also can say that a lot of companies, um, including... Um, uh, low costers like Wizze offer free of charge travel from Poland, for instance, to other European cities. So anybody who could get out of Ukraine and get to Poland could take a free of charge flight and to get into the UK, provided they had the entry visa and all the paperwork uh, which is needed here to allow them to come in. So the, the biggest problem is not traveling, to be honest. The biggest problem is the accommodation. Do they have a place to stay? And this is where we all depend on the kind people of the UK who offer their rooms in their houses and their homes to be the homes for these Ukrainians. We're very tired of the crisis and the cost of living and the refugees coming. But there is no pause in this war. And these people who come in here, they cannot put their life on hold and then just to wait for us to get stronger, to be ready for more help. They cannot, so we cannot. We need to continue to support them. We need to continue to do what we can. Even a good, kind word is a good enough support for people who lost their lives and they didn't plan to, and they ended up to be here and they don't want to. So anything matters. Anything makes a difference. Be kind, be strong, be with them because they are no different from us. We can all, all be refugees one day, and I hope we won't. So I'm just going to do a couple of final questions, but one that I find really interesting is, so some people, they think that they'll obviously spot a refugee, but they're a normal person. They dress normal, they act normal. Will you elaborate on some of the things that may come up with people thinking that there's some sort of different person 
But, you know, what makes a refugee a refugee? A refugee is somebody who came to live in a country they never planned to. So this is the biggest difference. But there's a big difference. People sometimes mix up emigration with being a refugee. When you're an immigrant, and we've got a lot of immigrants in the UK, you sort of plan your move. You think, well, I'll come and I'll do this and I'll do that and it will be tough, but I know what I'm going for because it's worth it because of my plan. This is my life, how I'm planning it. When you're a refugee, you do nothing of that. You never plan to move anywhere. You actually were quite happy where you were. So you were forced to leave your home and then you're actually forced to adopt to the new life and the new country. And how can you recognize these people? Well, you can't. They just not, they speak a different language. They're probably a bit lost. They probably go into tears when they hear some news because it's awful back home. But they're people like us. You wouldn't see them. They wouldn't. You wouldn't identify a refugee, Ukrainian refugee, in in the London underground and the rush hour. They look exactly like us. So, I I'm I'm just thinking, and um, let's say you're. A, a refugee there and you're learning about what your country is going through and I was just thinking if if you have someone in your class it what would you do I mean there are words of comfort but is there something that maybe they mentioned would be a really nice sort of thing that would have happened to them that would maybe light up their day I think it would be really important for all the children at all the schools to support these children, to be patient with them, to repeat as many times as needed for them to understand what you're trying to say, to include them into your activities, not to exclude them, even if they don't seem to be very hot about it, but still, they're just shy, they don't get it, they don't understand what you're doing. So include them, invite them, invite them to your home, give them uh, a cup of tea, talk to them about your interest. Because remember, they don't have a home. They live with somebody else. They can't invite anybody home. They can't go out anywhere because they don't know anywhere, anyone. So I think it's important just to support these guys, just to be with them and to be patient and to be welcoming and to try to imagine yourself being parachuted in a country where you don't understand the language and you actually never plan to go. And then you have to go there to school and learn things and be sociable. How would you feel about it? Well, I think this is really something to think about because not just refugees, but about generally everyone. That's really quite important. And my next question was going to be, what can we do to help? But I think you've really covered it all. But if there's anything else that you would like to say just go ahead because I'm just finding this so interesting well just one last thing I want to say remember this is something I hear from the Ukrainian community all the time that their their hosts the people they live with with they they, they expect them to be you know happy and cheerful because they're safe now but remember their brothers their fathers their husbands their grandfathers, their grandparents, they're still there fighting. Every day they can get bad news from the front. So don't expect these people to be in the home country. We need to make them welcome. We need to support them. But also we need to accept that every day they're going through hell waiting for the bad news from the front. And this is something that we should be, you know, 
uh, knowledgeable about. We need to be patient, we need to be welcoming, but we don't expect these people to be, you know, happy and cheerful and, and funny because what they're facing is their families are fighting in a real war where they can really get killed. So Alex has said so many points and I'm sure everyone listening, if you know a refugee or anyone that's gone through this has happened, make sure that you use these tips that she's gotten because really that can be that one thing that helps them get through the day, that one thing that rem- that they remember being like, well, somebody here understands what I'm going through. And I'm sure Alex would agree as well that this is probably one of the most important things to do at the moment of them going through this. And I, yeah, I'd just like to say that, well, it's just really important to keep this in mind because you may think, well, this has been going on for one year. I'm sure people are handling it. I'm sure that they don't need me but they could actually need you there because you might not expect it, but somebody might be there without you noticing. Yeah, Julia, you're absolutely right. I think we all need a helping hand and a hug, but some people need it a bit more than others. So it's it doesn't cost too much. Just be patient, give a hug to people who really need it. And that's already it means a lot and I just like thank you Julia yeah I just like to say Alex thank you so much for explaining everything and explaining everything you've gone through because we all know that it's not easy to talk about things that are very real and that you don't stand because you you are Ukrainian and you are also Russian and I'm sure it's a lot of different mixed feelings I just like to say thank you to coming onto the podcast and saying all those answers so well just like to say thank you thank you julia it's it's great and thank you very much for inviting me because i think it's very important and i'm sure christmas is coming so we can all make a difference everybody deserves christmas you know so you know what to do now yes thank you bye